Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how are you? Doing well, doing well. I'm all COVID-friendly now. With I got my, my final shot, so I'm good. My arm feels like freaking somebody hit it with a sledgehammer, but I'm good. I'm a gamer. I'm on. How about you? Actually broke into your house and hit your arm <laughs> with a baseball bat. In my dreams? <laughs> no, who's in your nightmares? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, it was good. I, I put together a grill. My other grill rotted out the bottom. I swear to God, the worst directions in the history of mankind. I got this uh, charbroil grill. Yeah. And I refused to pay like the $75 for them to build it. Horrible mistake. I put this thing on backwards probably three different times. I was out there three, a solid three hours building a grill. After it's done, though, thing of beauty. Do you actually have a handle on this one? I remember the last one didn't have a handle <laughs> on it. You had to use like prongs in order to lift up the, the top uh, yes. of it. This one did come with a handle. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's so we're... A step in the right direction there. <laughs> we're ahead of things here. <laughs> there was a beast. Grilled some steaks on it last night. Psh, a little medium rare. Glorious. Not great grill marks, though. No, no. Well, just to give you an uh, idea, so no. this one doesn't freaking become ash on the bottom, you might want to clean it every once in a while. It might help. Well, I got a grill cover on it. That doesn't help the bottom. It's not from water. That's why it didn't freaking... You didn't get an enormous corrosive hole in the bottom because a couple of rainstorms. It was rusted. Yeah, uh, you didn't The thing got it. ripped and I didn't yeah. put... And I didn't clean it. I don't even know how to clean a grill. I just get it every like two years. <laughs> you just replace it out. There you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to do it. Uh, All right. Well, let's... Uh, Let's move on. I wanted to start off the show and, and fire off some topics with you real quick. Just kind of, you know, like, pardon the interruption. A quick here. hits. Quick hits. Yeah. Sure. We'll do it that way. So, first one, yesterday, um, Noel's all-time favorite quarterback, Alex Smith, he has decided to call it a career and retire after 16 years. I want to give you a quote, a little statement that um, that Alex made here. Quote, even though I've got plenty of snaps left in me, after 16 years of giving this game everything I've got... I can't wait to see what else is possible. But first, I'm going to take a little time to enjoy a few walks with my wife. I didn't know he could walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made a point to say that, yeah. actually, to, to prove to you, yeah. all the haters out there, that he actually can walk. <laughs> and um, my kids have no idea what's coming for them in the backyard. It could mean so many things, but end quote. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. The craziest part is that Tom Pelissaro from the NFL Network, I believe, he reported that Multiple teams wanted to sign him, and he could have kept this inspirational comeback story going, but he decided to uh, walk away. No pun intended. Uh, Noel, what is uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I was a little bit more disappointed that you retired your grill versus <laughs> him retiring. Let's put it that way. Any, anything else need to be said on that? Uh, no, but hey, he had a hell of a career. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback, again, with Washington – who knows what could have been? He started out pedestrian and ended limping his way out of the door. What else needs to be said about it? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy personally that he's retiring. I think it's for the best uh, for his health. I mean, I'm, I can't speak for him, but obviously the way he ended things, the guy could barely move and, and it was only going to get worse, I'm sure. Um, with that bone bruise and on the bad leg, I can't imagine that it was going to get stronger in enough time for him to actually be ready for the next year. And, you know, I'm sure that he could have mentored another young quarterback as he tends to do. But 
it's just time for him to go. And, and he had a good career, like you said. So what else is there? He always seemed to be lucky enough to be on a team that he had to do very little to be successful, but he just picked him well, I guess, or at least they traded him in the right spots. But good for him. Congratulations, Alex, on a career and retires at 36 years old. I'm going to end this on a positive with Alex, but you said that there were multiple teams that were interested in Alex. What roles do you think he was actually going to play on those teams? Were they bringing him in to actually compete? and Or do you think the reason why he actually retired is because, look, man, you're lucky you're even going to be on our damn bench. We just want you there to warm it, to, like you said, mentor one of our younger guys, and he just didn't feel like playing that role. I think Jacksonville was a definite possibility for him. You know, they have the number one pick, Urban Myers there, right? So it was a perfect match, but he wasn't going to start. They had no chance to So start. it's not like a real, real retirement then. It's not him tipping his hat and saying, I'm done. He was done based on the fact that there were bites out there, but not the type of big fish that he wanted. Like, wow, I'm really going to compete for that starting spot. Because I wholeheartedly... I would say the Texans was a possibility for him, you know, because who the hell knows is going to happen with Deshaun Watson. There were definite rumors that he was there to be the you know backup in case Deshaun Watson gets some kind of a suspension, which is a distinct possibility. I don't know. For whatever reason, Alex Smith always seems to... It's like Jurassic Park, like life finds a way or something. It's this allure with him. Yeah. It reminds me of this, Matt. You know, at a job, these guys just somehow find their ways to find promotions. They're at the right place at the right time. And you're like, how the fuck did that guy get that job? It just fell into his lap. It's just luck. Like you said, with Alex, he ended up in the right places. Even the trade from Kansas City to Washington, a great situation well, I think they for t- him. They took care of him. They asked him because they no. probably could have gotten more for him, but they sent him to the, to Washington. They thought that was the best spot for him. No, I, I understand. And Washington didn't give up peanuts either to trade for him. But going back to this Alex thing, I was looking on, on our Twitter account and things like that and seeing some comments about they should rehire him in the front office and all these things. Hell no. I said I was going to go out on a positive, but I just can't, damn it. You stole enough money. Do what you said you're going to do. Go play with your kids and go play with your wife and be done with it. Beat the shit out of your kids in the backyard. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) See if you can survive a hit from them. (laughs) Andy Reid did say that if he ever gets into coaching, he wants him on his squad already. So, Well, maybe he can take his drunk son spot. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Some other Washington football news. The team unceremoniously cut running back Bryce Love. Apparently, his injury was too much to overcome. That's just me speculating. There's actually not real news on that, except for they just did the old roster moves thing. Bryce Love cut. Right. They took a flyer on him in the fourth round a couple years ago after his ACL tear in college, but I guess he just never recovered. It's, It's really a shame because he's probably, when healthy, the most talented running back on the roster. Total monster at Stanford and... Poor guy just should have left his junior year, <laughs> and he would have been a first-round pick, but stayed one more, and here we are. Yeah, I don't know what the severity of the injuries are or if anything has been resolved from what they were saying near the end of the year that things were getting better, so I don't know what turn for the worse he took sitting on his ass during COVID. I really don't know. I mean, a pickup basketball game, I have no idea what the hell happened. To me, it just seems like a, um, like they said, a roster move. They didn't want to wait and see where it went later in the offseason. And unfortunately for him, because 
I thought he could have been something, at least a third down back. I guess they feel that they have enough pieces right now that they don't need him. And again, it's another situation, just like the Thaddeus Moss thing, that I don't see why it hurts to have these guys around for a little bit longer just to see what happens. Just wait and see. These are talented guys. Or at least they were in college. You were willing to take a flyer on him when the guy had a blown out ACL, man. Well, the other staff was not. No, I, I understand that. I understand that the other staff was, but they were willing to see something in him that if he healed up, that this guy could be something. He has a resume. He's a beast. Then why didn't you release his, what all of a sudden he just contacted you this week? Did he fail a physical? I mean, they could elaborate a little bit further than by. I'm sure somebody will do some digging. This just came but out. But if though, it's so. an injury, then just state it due to injuries or put him in some type of waiver protocol, whatever it was. I mean, they could have just thrown him on IR again if they wanted to. I don't know. To me, I think the guy should have been given an opportunity if it was there. If not, then I'm sorry, Bryce. Yeah, you got to go. Well, he is a really smart guy, and he may have just, I'm strictly speculating here, he may have just said, look, I'm not into this anymore. I've been rehabbing for two years. I'm going to go do something else. That's a possibility as well. I think he's got his pre-doctorate or something, if I'm not mistaken. So he may just oh well, he's another smart guy. Maybe he's another he. Him and Alex can get together and they can get on a staff somewhere. (laughs) Maybe. Well, good luck, Bryce Love. Yeah, we We hardly hardly knew knew you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, finally, one of our favorites, Mo Wagner, was released by the Celtics, who they just traded for him, and he was a part of the Troy Brown to the Bulls and Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson to the Wiz. I personally love for the Wiz to pick him up again, but I, I don't even think that they're able to because they just traded him. There's some role there. They wouldn't anyway. Well, maybe. I don't know. But on another note, poor Mo. but this trade is looking pretty damn good for the Wiz. This Daniel Gafford, I, I know we talked about him last time. They're 5-1 and one since he's been playing. He's going to be something. You know what concerns me about him is he comes down like a baby giraffe every single time that he comes down onto the floor. Everything's awkward. Everything's lanky. One wrong move with this guy. Every time he comes down on the floor, I cringe a little bit. That's he the, already busted up his ankle. Well, no, I know that, but it could be a hell of a lot worse is what I'm saying. I mean, some of the plays in that uh, Detroit game, he came down horizontal. This guy, he flies all over the place. That's the only negative I have to say at this point is when I watch him jumping around and flying on top of guys and flying for blocks and bodies underneath them. I just feel like I'm like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when sometimes. Yeah, I agree. He is kind of hopping around. I mean, the guy's got this crazy leaping ability, and he's he's an athletic freak. It's a beautiful thing to watch. But yeah, it could easily happen again. He needs to learn how to protect himself. I don't know what the answer is there, but when you stand on somebody's foot like he did the other a couple weeks ago, that could have been way worse. I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I remember when we mm. were playing uh, pickup basketball games at USF. And when that guy, you were going up for a layup and that guy undercut the shit out of you, you were going down on a breakaway. Guys, I tell you, I have never seen an ankle like this in all my life. It looked fake. It was like there was an inner tube around his foot. It was so bad. I ran over to him because I saw it from a distance and it was so bad and so um, like the eighth wonder of the world that this random dude came over and started taking pictures of it while Matt's writhing in pain with on the, the ground. Phones. Yeah, I told him, yeah, with the flip My-, <laughs> <laughs> My ankle expanded immediately. I've like, never it seen was anything like somebody like it. blew air into it. I've never felt pain like that in my life. I mean, it was like 
a shot of lightning. I couldn't walk on that thing for like two months. I'm surprised you it looked didn't like have I had a, elephant a documentary after that. I should have. I should have. Third degree Your spray. fight back to the USF pickup basketball games. You played one more game and then you tipped your hat and left because nobody wanted you to start anymore. Oh, horrible. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you one thing. I, I told that guy to get the hell out of there when he was taking pictures, but I wish I had a picture of that at this point. I do have pictures of it. Oh, man. Do you? Somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. You got to send me one. Old memories. That might be on our picture for, uh, <laughs> for the show. Right. But... Poor Wagner. I hope he finds Love a home. Love to have him back, though. At this point, there's really not a place for him. Where is he going to play? Play him uh, at the four. Come on, man. He's done with the Wiz. It's obvious that Scott Brooks never wanted him to begin with this year. He rotted on the bench at times. He played at times. Brooks never gave him a positive word. It's over. And um, hopefully he finds a home somewhere. I'm always rooting for old Mo. Always gets the shit end of the stick somehow. Speaking of short ends, I guess... Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's been hearing about this chaos that's going on in Europe, besides COVID, of course, mm-hmm. is this new league that they're trying to create with some of the powerhouse teams in Europe, the European Soccer League, yep. that they're taking some of like Manchester United, Juventus, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Barcelona, the list goes on and on. They want to remove themselves from the Champions League format and create their own league. The 12 founding members, and um, basically it will abolish the higher end of the Champions League. So it's crazy because UEFA, or how Americans, not that I'm not American, like to say UEFA, but it's UEFA, (laughs) Uh are going nuts at this point. They had this emergency committee meeting, and they're saying that the players that play on these teams aren't going to be able to play in the World Cup, in the European Cup. I mean, they're going at all costs. There's so much money involved in this thing. Now they're saying that they're going to pull Manchester United, Chelsea, uh, Real Madrid from the final four of the Champions League. It's crazy because with the Champions League, you don't know if you're going to make it or not. So they want that consistent money coming in. So imagine it being like fucking, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, and New England Patriots decide they play their regular season, and all of a sudden, boom, they decide to play playoffs in a Super League right after it's out. I thought it was like the national teams the way I read it. I guess not. They're the club teams. No, it's the club teams, but UEFA is threatening now. They're trying to get together with FIFA to say, if these teams break away... The players that are on those teams will not be able to play in the World Cup or the European Cup. Now, if I'm FIFA, I say, fuck you. Right. That's your problem, Europe. <laughs> We're not going to diminish our product. I mean, shit, if you pull every player that can't play in the European Cup or the World Cup, 90% of Spain is on Real Madrid and Barcelona. Right. They're done. That's what I was thinking. Like, they can't possibly do that they can they can kick and scream all they want but fifa's not going to let that happen so they have like basically an olympic team that's going to be in the uh in the world cup or the you know european cup that's a total joke yeah they're going to take b-level guys off of like the the middle tier of their league because you look at italy i mean shit 90 percent of the italian national team roster is on juventus right or ac milan or inter milan and those are the three teams that are going into this super so England has six teams going into this Super League. Six. So how do they choose who these teams are? They came together and said, we're going to have 12 founding members. Mm -hmm. 
and they want to raise it up to about 20 over a period of time. And then they're going to have like five teams that are going to get invites on a yearly basis. Oh. So they're going to have all their founding members and then whatever the remaining spots, they'll say, OK, you can come in this year like big shots. If one of the 12 members happens to suck that year, they're still going to be in. And that's exactly it. Europe and in South American things, they all have promotion and relegation, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all performance-based, obviously monetarily too, because you pay a shitload to these players to play. But it's all relegation and promotion. With this, it's like U.S. sports. You're locked into your league, regardless of how shitty or good you are. Right. So it doesn't really matter. There's no repercussions for it. And you know who the proponent for this was, ironically enough? Oh. The owner of Manchester United, Gaffer, the Bucks owner, an mm. American. He's on the council of this Super League. So he's been a proponent for this thing for years now. And finally, it's starting to come to fruition. I really don't think UEFA even believed it was going to happen because it was so stupid. And now here it is. And they're in scramble mode and trying to double down and play chicken with them to say, hey, look, you want to do this? You're out of the Champions League now. And you're going to be out of international play moving forward, which they I don't they can threaten all they want. They can eat a dick. You know, it's like I think I think in the standpoint of the way Europe is set up. I understand both sides that the top level teams want that guaranteed money that they don't have to fight in their league each year in order to get into the Champions League. But it's also you you're always knowing that you're going to have a good product in the Champions League because these teams fought to get in. It's the same old I don't shit, know. corrupt bullshit. You know, with with oh soccer yeah, and, I mean it's it all comes down to the O I D Oller. Yeah, that's Homer Simpsons. Yeah, yeah anybody grab magazine but yeah that was my little soccer rant for the for the day you get wwe sometimes i get soccer but it's a crazy th- and it's not even close to being over champions league semifinals is right around the corner and they might drop three of those teams right out of it i don't know what they're gonna do well they'd be cutting their nose off to spite their face so good luck with that i agree all right well moving on to things people well i don't even know if they care about this it's about the wizards but um we do <laughs> net star Kevin Durant, if you've heard of him, was asked to list his top five teammates throughout his career. Durant started with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Then he paused. And your assumption for the last would be Russell Westbrook, you would think. Not so fast. It was Serge Ibaka. So then the guys that were interviewing him (laughs) asked him if he was forgetting somebody like, "Uh, aren't you forgetting someone? Then they mentioned Westbrook's name. And then he basically said, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about Russ. And he said, I'm glad you called me on that one. So, Noel, was this a Freudian slip on Durant's part? Or did they simply put him on the spot and he just forgot about him? What do you think? I don't know. He rambled off those first four pretty fast. I mean, boom, boom, boom. I understand doing the first two. He's playing with him. He has to say him, regardless if he thinks it or not. I mean, he's playing him with him right now. Imagine the turmoil going back to that locker room if he didn't say Irving and uh, and Harden. And they're at the forefront been... of his head, and you know, you exactly. And they're right there. And then Clay and Steph. I didn't think it slipped his mind at all. I think he did it intentionally. I think he hates Westbrook's guts, um, <laughs> and I don't think he was a good teammate for him. And that's why he left. And that's it. We're talking about teammates here now. Serge Ibaka, not that I like the guy, but shit, he could have said like Draymond Green or some shit like that. I, mean, I don't think anybody can like Draymond Green. No, uh, he doesn't seem like a very likable person. But the thing is, he's talking about teammates, right? <clears throat> yeah. Who was his best teammates? He didn't even necessarily have to say the top guys that he played with. 
he could have said like really good teammates and gone down that role, but he started naming off like all stars and Hall of Famers, right? And then boom, he forgets Westbrook. Hey, he feels that way about him. I don't see why he couldn't. He didn't feel like he could win a championship with him. That's why he bailed. And he's one of those guys that just goes for the championship. He's the prototypical NBA scumbag player that goes the easiest route. So there you go. And he's currently in that situation now. Hey, I'm totally in agreement with you that that's what he went for. But what I'm saying is, is that he definitely saw in Westbrook something that couldn't get him that ring. Okay. He jumped ship because of him. Golden State was on the table, and he said, well, hell yeah. If I'm going to jump ship, I might as well go for the guaranteed, right? I don't think that's the way to do it. If it were me, and and I disliked Westbrook that much and felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel here, I would have said, hey, gone to management and said, hey, look, it's either him or me. I want to stay here. I want to build something, and I can't do it with this guy. I just can't. And they definitely would have picked Durant over him. No, I think actually quite the opposite. I think he did actually kind of say that, and they picked Westbrook over him. Durant went the easy route. You think they went Westbrook over Durant? Absolutely. They did. No way. They didn't. Westbrook was, at the time, still is. I mean, triple-double machine, all that stuff. But I think that he was better back then, younger, a little more spry. Durant better I, I, than you, Durant. I'm just saying than what he is now. Uh, sorry, I, I, I apologize. I'm talking about when they were both in Oklahoma City. I don't give a I shit know what about you're now. Saying. I don't I, give a shit about when Durant was a rookie. I'm talking about when Durant left. Durant was the second best player in the league when he left. Durant wanted to be the guy, and he didn't feel like he could do that at Oklahoma. That's City. not why he left, Matt. He knew he was the guy. Everybody knew Durant was the guy in Oklahoma City when, even when Westbrook was there. Durant was the guy, okay? Don't get that distorted, your Westbrook haze that you have. Durant was the second best player in the league. What are you talking about? There was no light at the end of the tunnel with Westbrook. They had already done that experiment with him. Believe me, definitely in hindsight, Durant would have been the one they wanted to keep. And believe me, Durant has the allure of bringing guys in. Everybody wants to leave Westbrook. People want to come and play with Durant. That's the difference. So you can't tell me that when Oklahoma City was running the numbers and saying, okay, um, we've got a perennial MVP here. We've got the second best player to LeBron James in the league. Hmm. Let's play with played out Westbrook that gets us triple doubles because he fills a stat sheet that everybody wants to bail on. What are you talking about? I don't think everybody wants to bail on him. Bradley Beal says he's the best team he's he ever played with. I hope he has a friend with. in Beal, Matt. He does. Yeah, I hope he has a friend in Beal. He definitely didn't have a friend in Durant. He definitely didn't have a friend in Harden. So these are all top guys that he played with. Durant ain't the only one that would forget to put Westbrook on the list. I promise you that. Forget intentionally or unintentionally. And I told you that before they got Westbrook. He can fill up a stat sheet, but he can't win games. And for whatever reason, he's a regular season guy. There's something that he's, some scent that he is giving off that makes players run. And I'm not saying that because you think that I'm a Westbrook hater. It's the reality of it. It's everywhere he's been. I think he's a good teammate. He's just intense as shit. And I think it wears on people after a while, and that's been proven. It's not that he's like a shithead and and just says it's all about me. I think he's actually quite the opposite. I just think that, you know, like a hard-nosed coach wears out their welcome. I think it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, I don't feel like hearing this fucking guy anymore. But he works his ass off, and you got to respect the fact that he has not chased a championship himself, which he could have easily done. So why do you think Durant left him off the list? I think he just forgot. 
Maybe he doesn't like him. When they first split up, they couldn't stand each other right at the beginning. But, you know, I don't know if it's died down at all, but they seem to have been nice to each other recently. He's been a non-factor, really, I guess. Westbrook, I mean. (laughs) So I guess it's easy to be nice to him at that point. I think as far as the Durant not putting him on the list, I think it is a little bit ridiculous. Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. He has the numbers. He's one of the better point guards in our generation, at the very least. We don't have to go back... No, he was. And he, hey, he was great on my fantasy team when I had him a few years back when he was with Oklahoma There's City. Nobody I mean, better on talk a fantasy about, team. <laughs> There's nobody better on a freaking fantasy team. But that's what it is. Yeah. It's a fantasy. He's a fantasy team player. It, I think that having that cohesion with your team in certain ways, he just doesn't mesh with certain guys. And it's rubbed him the wrong way. So I think he's going to be forgotten on a lot of lists. We'll see if he's forgotten two years down the road on Beals as well. We shall see. All right, so moving back to the Washington football team, back in March, Washington safety Landon Collins was asked on Instagram, on the IG as the kids say, if he would be open to moving to linebacker. Collins responded by saying, quote, not happening, my guy. Over the weekend, Ron Rivera and GM Martin Mayhew did a press conference, as they do every two or three weeks or so. A reporter asked them about Landon Collins' response, which was back in March. They asked if it was representative of the team or the player. Rivera responded by saying, quote, that was Landon. Our plan for Landon is to have him here and have him compete and have him be a part of what we're doing going forward, end quote. We talked about this months ago, about the possibility of him moving to linebacker, considering he can't cover anybody and just needs to put on a few pounds. But outside linebacker might make sense. You know, Cameron Curl is it obvious upgrade. Hopefully he keeps with that trajectory. But And an idea of them splitting time kind of nauseates me, quite frankly, because I think Hammer Curl's a significantly better player in an upgrade at this point. But this guy's got the biggest contract in the history of the NFL for a safety, and he thinks he can call the shots, which is kind of confusing to me. Not to mention he sucked his first year and a half, and that's kind of an understatement. And now he's coming off an injury, blew out his Achilles. The only thing that he has... And he knows that the team can't release him. We talked to Joel Corey about that based off the injury thing and all that. I guess he sees that he has him by the balls. But other than that, he's not really doing what's best for the team here. And that's a bit concerning. What are your thoughts on it? I think he needs to shut up and play where they tell him to play. And he was definitely a release casualty if, if they could have done so. Bottom line. I think they think they have enough pieces at this point or they can go out and get a safety off the street that can produce just as much as he can. So for him to sit here and know, and uh, this is what I do, and who knows, when training camp comes around and they start moving pieces around and they tell him that in certain packages or whatever it is to appease his ego a little bit, maybe it'll end up coming that way. But right now, an Achilles injury is the blown out knee of the 70s. You know, those are just injuries that you sometimes never are the same from. And he was slow as shit and couldn't recover me a year ago. Just ask John Wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, it's one of those things where, Landon, you better just play where you can play. You came in here saying you do whatever it took for the team and you wanted to represent what you had been represented in New York and represent well for Sean Taylor and this and that. Well, you might not be in wearing 21. Sorry, buddy. No, the ship sailed on that one. Yeah, that's for sure. Wouldn't it make more sense for his injury? He doesn't have to sprint such long distances. The thing that he is best at 
is hovering around the line and hitting people. And he can cover less speedy guys out in the flat, things like that. He's not going to have to cover guys that are in the slot and things like that. Like, doesn't it make more sense? But he's got obviously an ego and doesn't want to prove that he's done at safety. Well, to play devil's advocate for a second from from Landon's standpoint, it is going to be a little bit harder on his body in the long term for him to be pounded in the box every freaking time. Now, if he's freelancing around and being able to do things from the safety spot, yes. I don't agree with that. He had like 120 tackles but, when he was healthy the whole year. No, no. That's But Matt, what I'm saying is, is that you're telling this guy now, he's not young. He's not an old man by any means. But now what you're telling this guy is, after he recovers from his Achilles is, what we'd like you to do, sir, is bulk up, put your hand in the dirt, get down some dirt on it. <laughs> and start busting heads every single time. Now, that's what he's best at. But you asked a rhetorical question about, don't you think that's better for him in the long term? No. As far as physically to him, no. Ask a running back if they would like to take a couple years off and play fucking wide receiver or play third down back. Ask Adrian Peterson if those years off, even after the injury, actually helped his body to be younger. It ain't going to help Landon in the long run. It will probably shorten his career by two years to all of a sudden bulk up and have to start playing linebacker because he's always going to be an undersized linebacker. I don't care, give a shit if he puts on 40 pounds of muscle. Now, do I think he can be good at it? Absolutely. But from his standpoint, from the individual in the long-term sense, I don't think it's a good career move for him, knowing the amount of money that he's making and everything else, for him to say, you know what, whatever you guys need, I'll concuss, I'll do whatever it takes to just put my head in there and just take somebody down. And that's fair, but if you think about it this way, the way he played, we're looking at probably a veteran minimum contract for him at safety, if he's lucky, coming off that Achilles he may actually get more interest by other teams and Washington for that matter by playing that position because that is a high profile position outside linebacker being able to cover tight ends, which he's not great at, but he would be better than most outside linebackers doing that. He still has speed, I think. I mean, well, hopefully after this Achilles thing and his best asset is coming off the line and like you said, cracking skulls, which he may not like to do, but that's his fucking problem. You know, if he wants to stay in the league, it's not going to be at safety. Yeah, he may lose a couple years, but you would think that he would get a larger contract and be able to stay potentially with the team. More than likely, they're going to release his ass after next year anyway, regardless of which position he plays. But I think he has more longevity at outside linebacker at this point because he's proven he's just not that good. Well, I'm in total agreement with you from a fan standpoint and from the organization standpoint. But for him, especially if he knows that the writing is on the wall, where he starts seeing younger safeties that are coming in that are producing much better than he is. And if they bring in another safety, let's say, for example, off the market, a Trey Boston or somebody like that, that is all of a sudden starting filling more roster spots, he's starting to fill them. He's still working off this Achilles injury and, and trying to rehab that. And on top of that, you want him to change positions on the fly right before well, the season. then he's not going to play. Right before the season starts, he might say, you know what? I'm not experimenting with this when I know the writing is on the wall when I'm gone. I'll ride this out and then see where it takes me next year anyway. I'm not going to experiment playing outside linebacker and get myself killed on the fly two months before the season starts because you feel like changing things up. That's all I'm saying. Do I want that to happen and do I think he can be productive at it? Yes. 
But that's a quick career change and an ask of a guy that's been playing a position his whole career and in college because he didn't play it at an optimum level after one season, mind you, to start changing up positions. And all of a sudden, you know what? Let's Niles Paul land in Collins too. If people don't remember Niles Paul, he was a receiver that bulked up and played freaking tight end for a little bit. And he was gone anyway. And I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. But this guy's established himself as a safety. He has an ego about it. He's played one season with Washington in his defense. And I think he should be given the opportunity to at least try it first. Now, I agree with you. For him to all of a sudden put the kibosh on it right away and say, fuck off, that's never going to happen, that's a wrong attitude. He should be coming in and saying, hey, look, I'm still working myself back. We'll see what happens. And ended it there. Yeah, well, that should be an interesting storyline uh, on the offseason. If I were him, I would just stay on IR, get paid. I agree <laughs> with that. shit ain't getting better. I mean, shit, if teams were looking at Alex Smith to bring him in, I'm not saying Landon, Landon Collins is a world beater or anything, but damn, there's got to be some team in there looking for a backup safety, for God's sakes. If you're going to limp Alex Smith in and potentially vie for a starting spot in Jacksonville or wherever the hell they were looking at. No, I think that he would get an opportunity, but he's not going to get paid what he's getting paid here is what I'm saying. Well, he'll never get paid that again. That's a no-brainer. But what I'm saying is if he feels he's going to get this money one way or the other, why kill myself to change positions? If you're going to release me anyway, I'll go someplace else and try again. All right. Well, great. That's going to do it for this episode. Lots of topics today, so I think we covered everything pretty nicely. Nice little package there. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday.